Good morning, everybody. We have a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Wednesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m., 6.31 a.m. Central Time. Uh, December corn futures down one at 3.90 and a quarter. November soybeans are up four and a half at 10.48 and a half. December Chicago wheat down three and three quarters at 5.90 and a quarter. December Kansas City wheat down four and a quarter at 5.26 and three quarters. December spring wheat down one and a half at 5.42 and three quarters. We had a crop progress report from USDA yesterday. This was delayed, of course, uh, because of the Columbus Day holiday and every other report this week also uh, delayed by one day. The U.S. corn crop is 41% harvested versus 25% last week and 32 on average, so well ahead of the average pace here. In corn harvest, um, just about every major corn growing state is, is running ahead of its respective average. Dry weather, has obviously been the key driver of a quick harvest pace here. The crop is 94% mature nationally, up from 87 last week, ahead of the 87% average. Corn conditions nationally, 61% good to excellent, uh, down one percentage point on the week behind the 66% average. The U.S. soybean crop is 61% harvested versus 38% last week, way ahead of the 42% average. As with corn, most of your major soybean growing areas running ahead of schedule, dry weather, the, uh, the factor here, obviously. USDA estimates that 93% of the bean crop is dropping leaves versus 85 last week and 90 on average. Conditions in the beans, 63%, good to excellent, down from 64 last week, just a little bit below the 64% average. The U.S. winter wheat crop, 68% planted now versus 52 last week, ahead of the 61% average. Most of the southern plains running ahead of schedule. The mid to northern plains kind of closer to average. SRW areas are largely ahead of schedule. That winter wheat crop is 41% emerged versus 24 last week, ahead of the 35% average. You should see an initial... Um, uh, national crop rating from USDA for winter wheat uh, here in the coming weeks. You know, we've got to monitor this weather this weather situation. You still have building drought across the southern plains and, and really no relief in sight when you look at the weather maps. Um, most areas of North Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, Colorado, uh, essentially little to, to no rainfall at all expected be between now and the end of the month. Corn prices in China are trading their best level since 2014. Um, overnight, futures on the uh, Dalian Commodity Exchange uh, were sharply higher. They are only about 8% from the all-time highs that were posted in September of 2014. You've got a few different factors here. Um, they had some some widespread crop damage in China this year as a result of, of flooding and heavy rains. Also, China, over the course of the last several months or a couple of years really has been in the process of selling out what were once enormous state stockpiles. Uh, one commodity analyst in China said, and this is a quote, the stockpile has been sold out. The market strongly expects supply shortages and has gone bullish. So uh, very much an uptrending market in China and it probably still makes sense for China to import corn um, from the United States, given the, the, the price scenario here. Analysts continue to project record Brazilian soybean and corn output. Uh, one well-followed crop scout, Michael Cordonier, left his Brazilian soybean crop estimate unchanged at 132 million metric tons. That would be a new record if realized. Um, he left his corn number unchanged at 110 million. That would also be a record. Uh, dry weather in Brazil early in the growing season or early in the planting season, rather, has garnered some attention as of late. Um, some of the reports recently 
recently indicate that these rains were not enough to fix this issue of dryness. The soybean planting pace in Brazil is the slowest in 10 years. They've only got three and a half percent of the crop planted. They were, I think, 11 percent last year. So we've got to keep an eye on, on the Brazilian weather situation. But it's still very early, still plenty of time for things to change there. NOPA will release September crush data tomorrow morning. Um they're expecting crush to come in uh, just below 161 million bushels for the month of September. That would be about a one-year low if realized. Uh, September typically is is one of your slower months when it comes to soybean crush here in the United States. A lot of these plants uh, do routine maintenance ahead of harvest. Um, USDA is projecting that soybean demand via domestic processors will be record high this year at 2.18 billion bushels. That would account for 48% of USDA's total demand projection for U.S. beans if realized. So as is pretty much always the case, uh, demand for U.S. soybeans is is two big sources, uh, crush and exports, and both are expected to be uh, record high this year. Corn markets backed off a little bit. You know, we've uh, we we topped at three ninety nine in December futures last week. We're we're nine cents below that here this morning. Um, every technical indication that that I can come up with tells me that we're still in bull market territory here. We haven't done any any real damage to the chart. You've still got an uptrend intact. I think you could probably go down in in this December contract to somewhere in the mid three seventies and still maintain a technical uptrend. So um, despite the correction, I think we still look good here. Soybean market is kind of in correction mode. Um, Not only has flat price backed off, but uh, the spreads have backed off. That November 20 versus July 21 spread traded a 41 cent inverse last week prior to to a correction. It's trading only an 8 cent inverse as of this morning. No matter the inverse, the farmer is still being rewarded for making sales now rather than later. Uh, The the market is not rewarding the the farmer for putting uh, beans in the the bin, not by any stretch. Um, On the charts, you know, we still got an uptrend in place. I think that there's uh, there's a trend line that comes up on this November chart, hits at about 1024, 1025 this morning. That's kind of your big support area. Wheat futures still acting well. You know, you've got dry weather in the here in the U.S. You've got some issues in the Black Sea. You've got this row crop rally that have all supported price action. Cattle market finished higher yesterday, uh, 40 or 50 cents higher in the fat cattle, feeder cattle. Uh, anywhere from 50 cents to a buck and a quarter higher. The box beef market was a little bit lower yesterday. I think there was some isolated cash trade, uh, 107 or 108 perhaps. We'll see what develops here today. Stock market is kind of quiet ahead of the cash open. Uh, the Dow Jones is up 15, the S&P is down 2. Bonds up a little bit. Uh, U.S. dollar is down a little bit. Crude oil's down. Uh, gold's up a little bit. So kind of a quiet day in the outside markets to start the morning here. Um, for those of you listening on the podcast, um, remember to check out the new YouTube channel. It's about three weeks old now. But uh, everything that I do on the podcast is also being broadcast on the YouTube channel. I'm essentially uh, streaming live every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. So if you like to watch this stuff rather than listen to it, check out the YouTube channel. And for those of you listening on YouTube, um, if if you'd rather listen to this, if it's easier for you to listen on the podcast, everything I do here, of, co- of course, is posted on the Grain Markets and Other Stuff podcast, and uh, this live stream uh, will be posted to the uh, the podcast outlets, you know, five minutes from now. So um, be sure to check out both sources. Um, I'm planning on doing a lot of new stuff with the YouTube channel moving forward. Here, we're going to do some tutorials and some live streams in the evening, and uh, cover some some topics and get uh, uh, watch watchers and, and listeners a little bit more involved. Everyone have a uh, great day today, and uh, I will talk to you same time tomorrow.